You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Happy New Year, and welcome back to Thrive. Here's the thing. Most folks don't thrive on accident. While sure, some people stumble into success, the reality is this. Overnight successes don't actually happen overnight. Unless you're a contestant on The Bachelor and you equate Instagram follower account with success. (laughs) You know the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. We need to plan to thrive, too. I'm a big believer in needing to know where you've been before you can plan where you're going. So it's important and valuable to see and assess your time simply surviving before you can uplevel to a state of truly thriving. And that means being able and willing to sit back and really evaluate the last year before jumping in to goal setting and dream manifesting for the next. So today, we are walking hand-in-hand, or I guess ear-in-ear, through a thorough annual review as means of personal analysis of what we did well and maybe what we did not so well in 2019. I wanted to talk through my own annual review on air with you too, because someone's always got to be the brave first soul to share first, am I right? So in case you're like me and you like examples before pulling a do-it-yourself, I will try to use my own for show-and-tell so that you are fully equipped to hit pause or hopefully finish and five-star the episode and make it happen yourself. Maybe you've already done your annual review, maybe you've attempted one but felt a little lost along the way, or maybe you didn't want to touch a review with a 10-foot pole because it felt too big or too scary or too personal. Whatever the case may be, we're here to crack it together today because that's how we grow. And without growth, there is no blooming, no surviving, let alone thriving. So in case you're also someone like me who likes to know what's upcoming, don't worry, we will be tackling all review-oriented work today so that we're prepared for the goal-oriented work next time. I also saw some folks popping up online doing decade reviews and holy moly, talk about intimidating. I'm sure that can be helpful to some, but I am definitely not doing a decade review as in-depth as my annual because let's face it, I was still in high school a decade ago. My life is entirely different now than it was then, seeing as I graduated from my dream college, started the blog that is now my full-time job, met my now husband, got engaged, married and pregnant, nearly died, had a baby two months early, adopted three cats, had two of them die, and approximately all the other things in between. I mean, sheesh. Years pass by seemingly faster and faster, so I think it's easier to get swept away, blink, and bam, it's Christmas time at Target again. So all that to say, let's ask ourselves some important questions across a few key categories to determine some high points and some lower points from only January 2019 until now. I like to break categories down into personal victories, 
personal shortcomings, faith, career, finances, and relationships. Before diving straight into the categorical breakdowns, though, I recommend starting off with a good old-fashioned brain dump. Brain dumps are one of my favorite tools for any time I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed because it's the easiest, quickest way to literally dump everything that's swirling around your brain onto a piece of paper to digest later. The key is digesting later. You have to be willing to just get it all out there before making sense of it. So start there. Brain dump your year into your favorite notebook. Whatever comes to mind, jot it down. The good, the bad, the neutral. Don't think about it as it comes. You're basically just playing that game where the first word that comes to mind goes. Once you've done that, now it's time to categorize, sort, and review. In my own reflections of 2019, there were some obvious things that immediately jumped out of my brain. Namely, the NICU and six months of a feeding tube for our daughter. We also went to the beach as a family in the summer, and it was Olivia's first beach trip. It was the biggest and best year for my business. I attended my first real personal development conference, and we made some smart, necessary investments in our personal life for our family. We lost a handful of lukewarm relationships, but replaced them with true standout friendships. And we ended 2019 with the losses of two of our fur babies, our rescue cats, Moose and Pumpkin. So that's kind of a preliminary brain dump on my own 2019. So moving on to the actual annual review. Like I mentioned before, there are six categories I like to assess. Your own review could be more or less depending on what is most important to you and which areas you're looking to develop and improve upon most moving forward. I look, again, at personal victories, personal shortcomings, faith, career, finances, and relationships. So the first series of questions that I recommend asking yourself. What were my personal victories? What am I genuinely proud of myself for having done well this year or having done better than I've done before? Like I said, we're basically doing show and tell here, so I will walk through my own answers to these questions as we go, but I encourage you to, of course, think of your own so that you're doing this annual review together with me on your own time. So my personal victories, I really grew through giving myself grace. I learned patience in the process with Olivia's feeding tube. Jamie and I really built our relationship a lot because it was an us-against-the-world feeling for much of the year, really. From Liv's medical complications to other family drama and unexpected losses, we were really constantly reminded of our need for togetherness and our need for God to be at the center of us together. I know that that's kind of more of a relationship one, but I'm throwing it in personal since, of course, relationships do require a lot of personal effort and personal evaluation always. Overall, I think I really learned a lot of patience, learned discipline, and learned trusting in the timing and the process of God as my creator and higher power. In terms of shortcomings, ask yourself, what were my personal shortcomings? Were there any areas where I felt like I was lacking or where I feel need improving moving forward? Maybe something you didn't handle as well as you should have or an area that lacked growth that you would really like to focus on moving forward. 
A big key here is to keep it within the realm of things we can control. So for myself, I wasn't as self-aware of personal growth during the year. I kind of felt more forced into growth and couldn't really process it well in the moment, given how much of the year was really out of our control and how much was unexpected or honestly pretty heavy. Another shortcoming might have been my discipline. It was kind of hit or miss. I can be the most focused, most productive person on the planet, or I can aptly justify why spending Olivia's nap time watching YouTube beauty gurus and eating nachos is good for my mental health. (laughs) Another shortcoming of mine, I would say, was my tidiness, or lack thereof. (laughs) Granted, the second a kid is thrown into the mix, well, it's time to give yourself grace on the organizational front for a hot sec. But I found myself using that as an excuse at times to keep it that way, since in my head it would just be going back to chaos once Olivia found order that she could destroy. The third category I like to look at is faith. Where am I at in my personal relationship with God? How is my prayer life? Am I living more for God's will or my own? Am I open to change if it be in his plan? This one is challenging for me to answer personally because I feel like we're all always in need of growth here. This year, though, was full of tests of faithfulness, I think, especially after the NICU, which was a huge test of faith in and of itself. It was an even further test of faith to have half of the year be full of feeding tube drama and medical unknowns. I'm proud to look back and know that I never lost my faith through all of it. It was tested, and it was tested hard. But I think ultimately it grew my faith in God's faithfulness and strength in knowing that no matter what I or my family go through in life, we'll be okay. What helped most for me, I think, was a constant prayer for faithfulness, strength, and obedience to God's will being done in my life. I always pray to trust God's timing and God's plan, and for discernment to understand when something is, in fact, the will of God in action. So if you feel yourself struggling in that area or looking for a little more guidance, I'd recommend looking at it through that lens because I know that that's what helped me, so maybe it will help you too. The next category I look at is career. Now, this very much depends on where you're at in life right now, so if you're not in your dream job or you're in a more transitory position right now, no worries. Just assess yourself where you're at with what you've got and look through the lens of professional development. If it helps, compare to where you were at professionally around this time last year and maybe benchmark it to where you want to be this time next year. So, questions to ask yourself. On the job, what did I do exceptionally well? What were my notable accomplishments? Where do I have room to improve or grow? If my coworkers were to assess me objectively, what would they say? Ooh. On my end, 2019 was a big year for my business in so many ways. One of my biggest goals for the year had been to expand beyond the blog, and that meant expanding into other content categories like the podcast, as well as growing my team and connecting with the actual human beings that follow along in the first place. And I can proudly check off all of those boxes. 
I'll take a hot sec to toot my own horn here because that's important in any sort of review, the negatives and positives alike, in the hopes that it encourages you to toot your own horn also and really celebrate your wins no matter which category feels the biggest or the best for you this year. For me, I had the opportunity to go on another sponsored trip with Disney, which is a dream team of mine to work with. I made my first real hire for Coming Up Roses, my assistant Katie, and she is my dream team. I threw a fun blogger closet sale with some of my girlfriends where we donated over $1,000 to a local cat rescue shelter, and I got to meet so many followers and readers in real life. I was nominated for an Influencer of the Year blogging award. I wrote a book. It's coming out this year. Ah! I got to hug one of my idols, the Rachel Hollis, gave my website a major facelift. I got to partner with some of my dream brands, Olay, Walmart, Barefoot Wines, Amazon, and so many more. And of course, I launched the Thrive Podcast. Now, I didn't hit some of the growth goals or milestones that I had set for myself, but if there's anything I've learned in my going on seven years of blogging, it's that all of those milestone numbers are totally arbitrary, truly. They are vanity metrics that can become an obsession if you're not careful, and they don't inherently lead to more of anything, really. And when I say this for any non-bloggers in the house, I'm referring to things like goals in terms of how many page views your blog receives or how many followers you have on Instagram or Pinterest. They can lead to more money, sure, but only if you actually know how to negotiate well and demonstrate your own value, which honestly not everyone can do, and that can be a hard-learned skill. So in doing your own annual review, I want to encourage you to remember the same. To take an even further step back once you're done with your categorical analysis to spot some areas where you may be able to give yourself grace. Areas that maybe seemed like a bigger deal in the beginning, but in hindsight, weren't as much of a game changer or life changer as you initially thought, where maybe a slightly shifted focus could lead to a better overall perspective. Okay, back to our review. Next up, finances. Where do I stand financially? We are big budget people in our house. Jamie and I have come so freaking far in our planning together, mostly thanks to him since he is an Excel wizard, but we have got plans for anything and everything and feel pretty set and confident in our financial future together since we're doing all possible things now to prepare for later. So here, take all of your accounts and investments into consideration, even if your accounting is a stack of envelopes full of cash and marked with Sharpie marker hidden in a box under your bed. Take a hard look at what's coming in versus what's going out as well as what's being put aside in your for later funds and your for a rainy day funds too. I know there is so much that can and should go into a good personal finance assessment. I mean, heck, that could be an entire episode all by itself. So if you want or need more help walking through it all more in depth, head to comingupposestheblog.com. I have got a ton of meaty blog posts there on everything from budgets to credit, so it's a great resource to help guide both your annual review and your financial goal setting to come. All right, the last category in my own annual review is relationships. What are the relationship statuses in my life? Are there any one-sided relationships? 
Which relationships or friendships need more TLC moving forward? What are the love languages of those closest to me, and are we speaking each other's effectively? 2019 was big for our family in terms of the relationships we keep or don't. Jamie and I are mutually not about one-sided relationships or relationships that bring more hurt than help in our lives. We cut ties with a few folks who weren't able, willing, and or ready to meet us where we're at, and it's honestly been a really clarifying feeling for both of our mental healths to know that we made hard decisions to put our own family first. Here, I also recommend looking through your phone or your friends list to see who you've spent the most time talking to, as well as anyone who might need a little more TLC from you moving forward. They say you become like the five people you surround yourself with the most, so choose carefully. In doing this, I could see who I'm in contact with most frequently, but I also jotted down a list of girlfriends who I haven't gotten to connect with as often as I'd like, who I'm intentionally reaching out to more and making plans with in 2020. Another thing here, if you have not already, note everybody's love languages. Especially for the busy gal, this is key. It helps you make the most of the time you have together by really being intentional about how you communicate. So for the girlfriend across the country, if you're trying to choose between sending a handwritten card, sending a gift with her favorite chocolates, or scheduling a FaceTime, well, which is most in line with her love language? Words of affirmation, gifts, or quality time? Do whichever option is the best for her. All right, so that about sums it up. I hope you've got a long list and solid look at 2019 staring back at you right now. And I hope you feel more confident to get a hold of the present and prepare for the future now that we've taken a bit of a deeper dive into the past, or at least the past 365 days. (laughs) And finally, stay tuned for another episode of Thrive, all about goal setting most effectively for the best results coming soon. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.